Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? Matt Johnson here. We are back with the latest episode of the UX Podcast and a very, very valuable conversation for you here with, an, with a high-level agency owner. Uh, Rich Brooks is here. He's the founder of Flight New Media. He's the author of The Lead Machine, The Small Business Guide to Digital Marketing. Some of you in the agency world or even the coaching consulting space, if you're on the marketing side of things, might already be familiar with Rich because he is the podcast host of Agents of Change and the organizer and host of an event by the same name, which is an annual marketing uh, conference held in Maine, uh, which features a lot of amazing, uh, a lot of amazing speakers. I should say, uh, Mark Schaefer is headlining this year. Uh, past headliners include big names like Jay Bear and Joe Com, Michael Stelzner, etc. Uh, Rich is extremely well connected and has been a fixture in kind of the agency owner world for a long time. And so he's got a very, very deep background in things like SEO, digital advertising, mobile friendly sites, content creation, social media, all that jazz, all the, all the digital and online marketing. So we talk a little bit about Rich's background. We talk about where the agency is now and how he's planning on doubling it and what he feels is kind of the key role uh, that is the secret and, and the linchpin of whether that growth plan for his agency actually works or not and, and how he's going about filling that. We also talk a little bit about the Agents of Change event and why, uh, why it was started and the role that it fun- fills and functions within the, the world of his agency and how it actually creates demand and puts him in front of his ideal clients in a very powerful way that builds his authority, credibility, and trust with the exact people that he wants to sell to. And so if you are in the coaching, consulting, or creative space, and you're thinking about running events to have some of those same effects and put you in front of a crowd of ideal clients, essentially, this is the episode for you. We talk a little bit about how the events are put together, the person on his staff who runs it. Uh, We talk about uh, how he decides who to bring in as speakers and things like that. So there's a lot of really, really great stuff in here, not only from the perspective of you potentially putting on an event to grow your business, but also if you're someone who wants to get out there and speak, this is a rare insight into the mind of someone who is building and actually has to sell the tickets and puts the, puts the butt in the seats for an event, which means that you as a potential speaker, you want to understand the decision-making process that these event planners and organizers are going through. And this is a perfect opportunity to get into the mind of someone who is doing a legit big time event with big time speakers. So with all that being said, I'm super excited. This was an awesome conversation. Rich Rich has got a great, uh, fun personality, but he's also very serious, very sharp person, uh, very, very sharp marketing mind. And so I'm excited to, uh, to jump into the conversation. So let's do it. Let's jump in with Rich. Rich, officially welcome to the UX podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much, man. I'm super excited for the conversation. Uh, I feel like there's a bunch of different directions that we could go, but I want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing. You're, you're extremely plugged into the agency world, and I want to talk a little bit about kind of your background, how you got to be where you're at. Uh, so let's start a little bit with just the structure of the agency, what it looks like now, before we talk about how you got there, where you're going. 
Sure. There's eight of us here as full-time employees at Flight New Media, which is the name of my agency. We're located up here in Portland, Maine. And, you know, we started off primarily as web design, and then we started to branch out into more of the digital marketing side. And so we have creative director, a couple of web developers, project manager, and then we have a couple of people on our marketing team. And then there's me. So that's kind of how we have structured it. It's a very flat structure right now. And I'm currently in the process of building the company. And my three-year goal is actually to get to 15 employees because we're at, in my opinion, a dangerous size. We're like one deep in every position except for development. Mm, And that just kind of puts us at a place where, hey, if somebody all of a sudden needs to move across country or they're out sick for a while or they get married, pregnant, get a better job offer, if there was one, um, (laughs) then all of a sudden I'm in trouble. So, and I don't want to leave anybody hanging, my clients or anybody like that. So part of my current goal is to kind of build the size of the agency over time. Okay. And, and just to quickly extrapolate from that. Uh, so I'm assuming you handle all, all biz dev and sales yourself, right? Primarily, I am probably the number one rainmaker for the company. Okay. Makes sense. And then uh, with a super flat structure like that, do you still have, does your project manager like take the lead on all client communication or do you have p- different people communicating? We have two silos, I would say. So uh, the project manager is everything on design and development and she's involved with marketing because so often those two silos of design and development and marketing uh, mm-hmm. overlap. And whenever possible, we're trying to design a website for a client and then handle all their marketing, both during the build of the, you know, search engine optimization, content mm-hmm. strategy, all that sort of stuff, as well as after it, things like um, local SEO and paid search, paid social, that sort of stuff. So she's got her hands on everything. Mm-hmm. And then we also have an annual conference, which is a huge project. We treat it as probably the biggest project we run each year. And she's the point person for all communications with that too. So we keep her busy. Yeah. Okay. And the conference, we're talking about agents of change, right? Right. Exactly. So that's just an event that we put on. I'm happy to talk more about that. Uh, But that's, uh, yeah, that's our big event every single year. But you're saying that grew out of initially the needs of the agency? What was it kind of a networking and biz dev thing to begin with? Um, You know, that's a great question. It it has developed into that and, and it certainly helps us. Uh, Maine, where we're from, is fairly small. And uh, an event like Agents of Change, there's nothing really like it in the state. So it all of a sudden elevates me, Rich Brooks. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it elevates me to the point where more people are seeing me, more people are seeing Flight New Media as the main sponsor of the event. So that helps us. But I think originally it was like, I just wanted to be able to have like a blog world here in Maine. Like I kept on going to these events and nobody else from my home state were, was at them. I'm like, why don't I just create something at home? And so yeah. that was part of it. Plus, it was a guaranteed speaking gig every year. So that didn't <laughs> Well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt to get up in front of hundreds of people once a year, especially target clients. Because yeah, I know from exactly. talking to you about the event behind the scenes, I didn't realize this, but what's the percentage of people that show up that are locally based? Like they're prime clients for you. Yeah, I would say that the majority is. In fact, I'd say anywhere between 80 and 90% in a given year are driving distance. They're not staying over. And this is because it was originally a one-day conference. We're starting to expand it with some pre-conference workshops. And as we were discussing before, a a first-time ever mastermind. But it is a lot of local. And and this is a question I often get is like, where does our business geographically come from? Mm -hmm. I moved to Maine in 1999. And ever since then, a higher and higher percentage every year is coming from Maine, especially Southern Maine, where most people live anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my podcast, which is also called Agents of Change, which actually brings in some of the 
clients from away, as they like to say here in the state. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So you've got your conference that essentially puts you in front in a highly trusted kind of trusted advisor type of capacity to exactly the right people from your local area. And then the podcast obviously draws people from outside that. So all that makes yes. sense. Um, so you said your project manager is really the main point person. So she handles the on the ground details for the event. And then I think if I remember right, or is, uh, is Mark Schaefer, I think he's keynoting this year. Mark Schaefer is our opening keynote. I'm very yeah. excited. I've seen so Mark. He actually just keynoted social media marketing world. Yes. Yeah. I've been very lucky in terms of the people who have agreed to come to Maine for my event. You know, originally, a lot of them were just good friends, but as time has grown, uh, as time has gone on, I have continued to be able to pull in Jay Bear and Joel Calm and uh, Chris Brogan's been a friend for years and he always mm -hmm. shows up and, and, and a lot of other people as well. But yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's a, it sounds like an, an amazing event. You've done a great job of bringing in really, really great high-level people. Yeah. yeah, very, very high level people, which is awesome. And a lot of that I know comes from, from what I understand, you've been able to network with people, not just behind the scenes and in events and things like that, but the podcast obviously gives you another pool of people to yeah. choose from and build relationships to then pull them into the conference, right? Exactly. It's almost like a farm league. So mm -hmm. I, I get, especially now, this is year eight of the conference. I get people almost every day saying either, hey, I want to speak at your conference or I have somebody who wants to speak at your conference. And my go-to line is everybody who speaks at the conference has come on the podcast. If you're interested in coming on the podcast first, you know, here's what we're looking for. And then that's a good way for me just to connect with people and find out if there is like, does it fit with this year's agenda kind of a yeah. thing. Okay. All right. So let's talk real, really briefly about the early days. What, what do you feel like were the, just your own superpowers or strengths that the, that the agency was built on initially before you had a whole team of specialists, what were you doing and what were the very first things that you got into that were kind of based around what you were really good at? Well, again, when I started, it was 1997. So <laughs> part of my superpowers was I was actually doing this. Um, right. Most of the people doing um, web design at that point were shut-ins and I, I'm kind of not <laughs> exaggerating very much, but it was like the kind of people who were charging literally 15 to $25 an hour for their work. They were living at home, living above their mom's garage, that sort of stuff. They, they got on the web because they literally didn't want to talk to anybody. And this was the way of avoiding people. Okay. Um, so that's what I was competing against. And I was willing to go out and meet with people and network. And uh, that was a big thing. Okay. I, had, I had grown up fairly shy, but I ended up taking a sales job uh, right before I started my company, which changed everything in my life. Gained a whole new level of confidence, was not afraid to be said no to. It just changed everything about who I am. And in fact, every once in a while, I'll see somebody from high school and they'll be like, God, you are nothing like the person I knew. Mm. Um, so when I first moved to Maine, I actually pulled out the yellow pages, again, dating myself, and went to the graphic design section and literally called up everybody in the greater Portland area and said, hey, listen, um, I'm a terrible designer, but I can build websites. I see that you're a designer, but you don't build websites. Let's partner. Okay. And a number of those people got back in touch, and I started developing this network here. And a number of them would give me regular business. One of them and I started uh, collaborating, and we did a barter where I built their website, and they gave me the brand and the logo for Flight New Media. And so it was nice. just one of those things where we first started. So I was just willing to go out there and meet with people, and I think that was a big part of it early on. Um, and I also like to educate people. Like I've always found that the best thing to do is just educate people. Now everybody calls it content marketing and stuff like that. But yeah. I was actually sending out, again, dating myself, a print newsletter that I would print on my dad's printer. Yeah, man, print, print newsletters are timeless. We, yeah. we, they will never die. I still have a notebook somewhere around here with all my original uh, versions that I did in Microsoft Word. Yeah. Uh, but I would teach people about my second issue ever was, 
what is uh, search engine optimization. So I was just educating people about what they needed to do with their websites and treating it like a business tool. And that was a big help as well. Yeah, I love that story, first of all, because you went out and intentionally developed a referral network, which is one of the things that I, I tell people to use their podcast to do, which, of course, you do with your podcast now. Uh, and it's one of the things that we overlook. And there's was, there was a great line from Mark Schaefer's book, which I was reading last night, The Marketing Rebellion, where he talks about, like, this is all coming full circle, right? He told the story of, of a big influencer in marketing who stood up in front of a crowd of like 5,000 marketers and asked them, hey, who has sat down within the last month and talked to one of your customers? And like 20 hands went up. So I don't know what happened in the marketing field, but apparently we've attracted an entire uh, entire field of shut-ins. I don't know what's going on, but nobody wants to talk to anybody. And that is now becoming... coming full circle, that is now a competitive advantage again. For a while there, it was like, if you were better at marketing automation or building a chat bot, you could win. Uh, and now we're right. coming back around to the point where talking to people matters again. So I love that story. <laughs> it's always a good thing. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about where, where the agency is going. You, you talk about you want to double and, and kind of get too deep at every position. Yeah. What do you feel like is, uh, is the keys to that? And is there anything that systematically or structurally has to change about the agency to set that up? Because you're essentially doubling and usually doubling, either doubling or tripling is usually when something like has to fundamentally change about a business yeah. or breaks. It's a great question. And I know what my next hire is and I've started working on it and it's for an operations manager. Um, one of the things that I... Yeah, somebody who's going to do the financials, but also probably because of the size of our company, run some of the front office stuff as well, mm-hmm. uh, and then help with you know anything around. I need somebody who basically can read the tea leaves of my financials because yeah. I I understand it, but it's not. It, it's like English is a second language. It just doesn't come naturally to me. I need to say this is where I want to go with my business. I need to hire somebody to do X, and they'll be like, "Okay, well, you're there. You can hire this person now." Or if you want to get there, we need to be able to do X, Y, and Z to get there. Like yeah. I had somebody on my team for a while who did that. She moved on. I I thought I could get along with you know some some odds and ends. It didn't work out. So this is my next hire. Once I have that person in place then I think I'm going to grow the company. And I think it may be something like, okay, we need uh, more SEO help. I'll get a contractor who's looking for full-time work. And we'll almost, again, using the farm team idea, mm-hmm. create this farm team for SEO, Facebook ads, all the kind of okay. lever pulling type jobs that are critical, the production jobs that are critical to an agency. But I'm just going to start using people a little bit as I need them until I realize this is the right person. This person always comes through on SEO. They always come through on Pinterest, whatever it may be, and then make them a full-time offer. And for the first time ever, because of the fact we've kind of maxed out our space here, I may end up using full-time employees who are not here in the office, which is a brand new thing for me. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be a big, that's a big, big shift. I know a lot of agency owners that have enjoyed it, uh, some of which have even like taken those first steps and then realized they loved it so much they disbanded the office and sent everybody home. Uh, John Nelson. I've certainly thought about that. And I think you can be much more um, profitable that way. But I love the office feel. In fact, just today, we were getting photos taken for our new website. And we so we had a couple hours. We were just kind of hanging out, joking, making fun of each other, all this sort of stuff. And yeah. I'm like, I, I wouldn't want to lose this. So right. that's kind of part of what it is as well. And even if I got um, remote employees, I probably prefer to keep them not so far that they couldn't come into the office for meetings and stuff like that. We'll okay. see. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I've got the opposite problem. So everybody's virtual. I've got one person here in San Diego that's my operations director. And the last time I saw him in person was like three months ago, even though he's 20 <laughs> minutes across town because hey, right. San Diego traffic is a bear. Uh, I know. So I have the opposite problem, which is how do you build culture and community when nobody shows up and nobody sees each other in person? So there's flip sides to everything. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you a quick question about the event because I, I you know, like all of your friends are kind of the influencer types, agency owners, coaches, and consultants. That's, that's all of my friends and clients as well. Uh, and so one of the questions we probably both get a lot is how do I get more speaking gigs? And you're, mm. you're that guy who's on both sides of it. You speak at other events and you're producing your own event. And so you know what yeah. it's like to be in the, in the seat of the person making the decisions. Uh, what do you look for and what do you recommend for people who are looking to get more speaking gigs to make themselves more attractive? What I'm looking for may not be helpful for everybody, but I'll share that anyways. So when I'm putting together the agents of change, I'm trying to find a balance between like some basics stuff. Like we always need to do something on SEO. We always need to do something on Facebook ads, whatever it may be. I need to cover those bases, but every year to avoid uh, fatigue, uh, conference fatigue, I need to bring in some new things. So last year we talked about geofencing for the first time and we talked about how do you get on Amazon as a, as a store for the first time. This year we're doing Alexa flash briefings and we're doing chatbots, which we hadn't covered before. So I've always got to be bringing something new. So for me, I might take somebody who's an okay presenter but they've got exactly the presentation that I need to be able to feed my audience. So that may not be appropriate for everybody. When I'm speaking, um, there's a few things that I do. Like if you're asking like, how do I get more speaking gigs or things like that? Um, one of the first things I did is I wrote a book because I was struggling a little bit in getting some of the speaking gigs. And I love speaking at social media marketing world, even though it's not a paid gig, mm -hmm. it gives me a certain level of authority. Um, yeah. And it's something I can point to, but I know that, when I looked at all, when I spoke, I didn't speak, I spoke, I didn't speak. And I'm like, why am I, you know, 50 percenting here? And when I looked at all the other speakers, they'd all written books. So then I'm like, okay, so that's the secret sauce. So I sat down, I wrote uh, the lead machine, the uh, small business guide to digital marketing, self-published, put it out there. But then all of a sudden I've got this big 300 page business card that then people are like, oh, he's an author. So obviously he must know something. Yeah. So that definitely helped as well. And I like to mix it up. I like to do those industry type events like social media marketing world. Um, but I also like to get paid for my speaking gigs as well. So then I'll find like some organization that's looking for a speaker on social media or digital marketing. They'll hire me to come and present at their national or yeah, in annual conference, national conference, something like that. And then yeah, I'll so do a lot about of trade associations, you know, exactly. Like home builder associations or yeah, something Perfect. like that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And I've got a buddy of mine that puts on events and he, he said something similar about, you know, like when you're booking speakers, you tend to look for two types. You've got the, the people that put butts in the seats, the Mark Schaefer's and Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world. And then you've got content people. And if you're just starting out, like you said, there's an opportunity there where you can step in and be that person that helps the event organizer deal with conference fatigue. So even yeah. if you see last year or the last few years that somebody has spoken on your same topic, it sounds like it's still a good idea to reach out and present yourself and at least show that you have an interesting take or something fresh to say about That's a track they already have. The key thing is you need to, have, especially for a bigger conference or a conference that talks about a, a lot of uh, same things is you need to have that unique approach. And sometimes it's just in the title. I mean, this year with all the changes going on in Facebook, I've set aside a block that may be for how do you market on Facebook in 2019? Now, I don't right. know what that content is going to be, nor do I know who the speaker is going to be yet, but it feels like that's something that my audience is going to want to know because everything's changing. 
Yeah, 100%. So that makes sense. You slot the content first, find an expert to fill the content. So yeah. And, and as I'm interviewing people over the course of the year, I might like make a little check next to their name. I actually have a sheet, a spreadsheet that says potential future speakers. And if I thought somebody really nailed it, I'll be like, boom. And like this year, I know I need an email speaker. So I'm going to go through my list to find out who were some of the better email presenters who came on the show. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, using the podcast as a, as a farm system, which I love. Exactly. I love the idea of that. Um, okay, so let's, let's make sure that we give uh, people some places to go and connect. And then I want to talk about the, the actual event coming up this year in the Mastermind, because one of our clients is doing a Mastermind with you and kind of uh, helping out with the event. Uh, so first of all, how do people get in touch with you personally and listen to the Agents of Change podcast? And then how do they find out more about the event? So if you want to talk to me, uh, I am the Rich Brooks on every platform. Twitter and LinkedIn are two of the places I like to hang out a lot. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the agency, it's takeflight.com, F-L-Y-T-E.com. And anything about the conference or the podcast is at theagentsofchange.com. Oh, well, that's easy enough. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this year and the mastermind that you're doing with Dana Malstaff. She's the founder of Boss Mom. So we produce the Boss Mom and the Boss Dad podcast. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the mastermind and what goes on around the event. Sure. So the mastermind is brand new this year. And I pulled Dana in because I didn't want to do it by myself. It made me nervous. But, I'm a, but she and I were talking. We, we met a, little, a year and a half ago and just totally hit it off. And she wasn't doing her conference this year. I'm like, come be, be a bigger part of mine than a typical keynote. And we decided that on Saturday following the conference that she and I would put on a mastermind limited to just 12 people. We're going to do it at my house. And it's going to be like a morning mastermind and an afternoon mastermind. We're going to, I think it's breakfast and lunch is included. And afterwards, we're going to have a uh, bourbon tasting, cigar, barbecue, whole big thing. Because really, I'm just about the party. And then but like, let's do some business while we're doing, let's do some serious networking and marketing and masterminding, but at the same time. So for people who are kind of like either they're stuck in their business or they just feel like they're not sure how to get off the plateau they are to the next one, they're stuck. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who should come to this. So you're going to be able to spend some serious quality time with me and Dana and 12 other people in very similar situations uh, in a very friendly uh, environment where we can kind of work through everybody's issues so that people can really grow their businesses in 2019 and 2020. Yeah, and I think that's a model that you're going to see more and more often because I think people are, you know, they walk away from a conference excited uh, and with lots of ideas. And then it's just a matter from there of like sorting out, okay, what am I going to implement first and what's going to make the biggest impact? And a mastermind like that has the opportunity to kind of dig in with somebody that knows all the content that was covered and can get to know your business a little bit and help you sort out like, hey, I know you've got 99 ideas. Let's implement right. this one first and then right. let's get to another five and then maybe get to, you know, exactly. the others on the back burner. It's just, it's hard to make those decisions because they all sound great. Uh, and yeah, I, and they are, they're all great or maybe some of them are, but you know, the bottom line is like you said, you got to prioritize. You only have so many hours, so much energy. You really got to focus on what's going to be the low hanging fruit or the biggest change maker and, and really go after that. Yeah. I, yeah. We talk a lot about focus on this podcast, so I could not agree more. It's uh, one of the biggest things to accept, I think, as an influencer is that our time, energy, effort, our cash, our resources are all limited. And so we have to choose like where to concentrate our efforts uh, yeah. to make the biggest impact. So Rich, this has been a ton of fun. I appreciate it. So everybody should go to, you said the website was theagentsofchange.com. Yeah. Tickets just went on sale. There's the conference on September 20th, the pre-conference workshops on September on Thursday, September 19th, and then the VIP Mastermind on Saturday the 21st. In Portland, Maine in September, one of the greatest places in the world that time of year. So I'd love to see everybody come out and I'd uh, love to meet you.
Yeah. Well, I hope everybody takes, uh, takes advantage of it. Go check out the website, check out the conference, get the VIP mastermind, all that good stuff. Rich, thanks so much for your time. This was a blast. Thank you. Hey, Rockstars, thank you so much. I appreciate you investing your time, your effort, your energy into the show. I don't take that lightly. I so appreciate uh, you all listening and the feedback that I get from those of you who listen and engage with the show. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with the things we talk about, I love hearing from you, so please reach out. And if you are in the audience and you're a business coach, a consultant, or you're in creative services, and you're thinking about using you know, guest appearances on podcasts and interviews to boost your business, grow your brand, build more influence and attract ideal clients, or maybe you're watching other people in your space do that and you're wondering if this strategy will work for you and how to make that work, uh, I did a special training with a client, Dana Malstaff, uh, who runs the Boss Mom Podcast. We produce her show. And we did a training all about that. And it's called How to Get Featured on the Right Podcast and get your ideal clients flocking to you. And a few of the things that we covered in that training, it's, it's short, it's content packed, it's only about 35 minutes long. And we talked about how to get featured on podcasts in less than two hours a week, how to find the exact right podcast for you and make friends with those podcast hosts, how to become micro famous so you're known, liked and trusted in your space, and really how to, uh, how to craft a story hook uh, that really gets the attention of podcast hosts and gets them to say yes when you reach out and pitch yourself as a guest. And so we talk about all that and a bunch more in that training. So it's available at howtogetfeatured.com. That's howtogetfeatured.com. Pop your information in there. It's free and you get it in you know, instant access to watch. You don't have to wait for a follow-up email. You don't have to wait for a fake webinar that's not actually live. None of that. It's a recorded training. You get instant access. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. And I've said it before on previous episodes. This is my number one marketing strategy for myself for 2019. And I learned a lot of these things in the process of building the system for myself and my staff to pitch me as a expert guest on podcasts. And whenever somebody, whether it's one of my own clients or my friends and peers and colleagues in the space that we all run in, it's my number one recommendation for them too, to grow their brand, build their influence and attract ideal clients. So if that's you and you want more of that, go check that out. That's at howtogetfeatured.com. Thanks again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the UX podcast.